Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. Business Person of the Month with Evershed Sutherland, Ireland's most established and largest global law firm. Yeah, each month we will showcase some of the country's finest business leaders and innovators working at the biggest and smallest companies in Ireland. The award of Business Person of the Month will reflect excellence within the recipient's profession. And remember, it's open to all types of companies, large or small. So if you know a candidate who you feel has excelled in their field, you can nominate them for Business Person of the Month. You can even nominate yourself. Simply go to newstalk.com forward slash nominate and we'll hopefully be interviewing the monthly winner at the end of this month, which is at the end of next week. I suppose. And that's all thanks to Eversheds Sutherland, Ireland's largest and most established global law firm. Now, Ireland's attractiveness for foreign direct investment was highlighted once again in a new Europe-wide survey from EY. It found that FDI was up 1% in Europe last year, but rose by a staggering 21% in Ireland in that time. Furthermore, more than half the projects being started by international companies here were outside the capital city which included investments in technology, professional services and medical devices. Fergal Defrena is the assurance partner at EY Ireland and is on the line. Good morning, Fergal. Hi, Joe. Good morning. So it looks as if Ireland will be attracting more than its fair share of FDI. Yeah, that's right. A really creditable and good performance by Ireland in 2022, where at the European level, investment really stood still. And I suppose when you consider the backdrop for overseas investors, that's not a surprise with the war in Ukraine, with the macroeconomic challenges of inflation, interest rates, the energy crisis and so on. For the European level of investment to stay essentially flat compared to 2021 was a good performance in my, my opinion, and notwithstanding all of the pent-up demand after the pandemic. But the Irish performance was very strong and continued, I suppose, the excellent track record that we have as a country in attracting investment and particularly in the sectors that you mentioned I think which are you know often higher value investments as well uh, that involve not just you know office space positions but also infrastructure in terms of operations and manufacturing. Yeah, and pharma, pharmaceutical is also very big in terms of uh, the FDI for, the, for this country. Uh, you get the sense that um, FDI involving pharma and medtech uh, have deeper roots than some of the dot-com or internet companies that might set up base here. Yeah, I suppose in some ways it requires a, a deeper commitment. And um, to take one simple example to qualify a manufacturing operation in the pharma sector takes literally years of regulatory inspection, approval, investment in capital, machinery and so on. So to move investments like that is not easy and it also creates a pool of talent I think when you have a cohort of companies who are in the same sector it makes it more attractive, I think, for others than to follow. So they know they'll have the technical expertise because availability of talent and skills is still front of mind for all investors when they look at prospective locations for their money. Yeah, and um, we also mentioned the fact that um, around half the investment came uh, outside Dublin, uh, which is good because it, it, it tackles to a certain extent, but not fully, the cost of accommodation issue. Yeah, it's a really strong endorsement of policy, I think, that so many of the investments are outside of Dublin. 
and it is something I think that is is very welcome. You're right, it definitely alleviates some of the pressure and the carrying capacity of the Dublin economy. There are well-known challenges in areas not just in housing, but also, you know, healthcare and, and other areas. So the more that that investment can be distributed across the country, I think the better. I think new ways of working may be helping with that. So the flexibility afforded by remote working at times can open up a broader pool of talent for investors in locations that in the past might have been considered to be too remote. Um, but it also points to the need to continue to invest in the things that will make those regional locations attractive. So making sure that we have the right building infrastructure and IDA Ireland has been investing considerably in the, the building stock but also yeah, they, like, they've been snapping up warehouses redeveloping them and then putting them back on the market or at least offering them as kind of plug and play facilities for companies coming in yeah that's right so again just making the proposition to overseas investors as appealing as possible so that they don't need to go through that whole kind of rigmarole of, of sourcing buildings and so on so i think that's a creative demonstration of how we can be successful um, and you know as i was saying i think there are other areas as well the rollout of the the broadband plan is going to be important making sure that we have the right connectivity for the regions as well both within the country in terms of road and rail but also then uh, to overseas because obviously investors will want to travel and you know so so that's also important yes it is but the rail situation is pretty poor though outside the capital when you think about it is this level of fdi sustainable i believe it is i think the appetite of investors to continue to either establish or expand operations continues to be strong i mentioned pent-up demand i think after the pandemic there was a bit of a pause obviously in investments that still is out there I think the sectors where Ireland is particularly strong, like technology, software, IT services, and pharma, are the sectors that are driving the global economy. So I think we're well positioned to take advantage of that. I think the reputational advantage that Ireland has too, in terms of its consistent performance in surveys like this, but also in the consistency of the messaging that we're communicating to the external world about you know the the proposition that we offer to people who want to come in here and establish successful businesses that we are pro-business welcoming to them and have a, a regulatory environment that's conducive to their success meanwhile across the irish sea uh, fdi into the uk was down by 6.5 percent it seems as if their messaging is the exact opposite in terms of fdi well it's an interesting result and i think it probably reflects a, a few areas one is the political instability in the uk which i suppose you know kind of culminated in, in events late last year but for the previous couple of years the company or the, the country has really been struggling with the the aftermath of brexit i i think exiting the eu probably has been a headwind for the uk in attracting investment particularly for say regional headquarters Historically, London was a very attractive location for European headquarter locations. So I think the exit from the EU, some of the political turmoil um, and the economic challenges have, have definitely been a hindrance. Thank you, Fergal. That's Fergal Dufresne, the assurance partner with EOI Ireland. Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on Newstalk.